Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. Well, hi there. Welcome to the Faith Love Sisters. We are um, talking in James 5 today. And yesterday we talked about what did we talk about yesterday? Um, rich people oppressing, right? Yeah, James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, before that, we talked about arrogance, and before that, we talked about slander. And now we're going to circle around to patience. So, um, it's like all of those things led up to, and now be patient. So, <laughs> uh, that's what we're going to discuss today is patience, which is tricky, 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 tricky. Patience is. And it's it's patience in the suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean that's do you know like the worst, most horrible thing that you could ever pray for somebody is that they will have patience. Oh, like yeah. if you want to pray like Lord, give me more patience, that's one thing. But to pray for someone else to have patience, that's rude. That's <laughs> terrible. That's a, it's like a curse. <laughs> But it's a lot smarter, let me tell you. People have patience for me. We used to have that old saying, you know, if you pay for patient, if you pray for patience, you better get ready to have your patience tried. Yep. That's it. That's what works patience out in us is having our patience tried. So in the King James, it's called long suffering, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there I used to hear this saying, and how do you get long suffering? By suffering a long time. Suffering a long time. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. So if you really want to get to your enemies, ask God to give them patience. patience. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not right. That's no, not he said right. bless no, your not enemies. The nice thing. <laughs> uh, not the be. nice thing to do. Anyway. Okay, Jerry. <laughs> Okay, I will read um, verses 7 through 9. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too, be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers or sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Okay. That's interesting. I just, it's funny when you were reading it, I should probably be thinking about God, but I didn't. I kept thinking about, you know, I think when you're in third grade and you have to plant the bean seed in a cup and watch it grow Mm -hmm. and how that was really hard (laughs) to then sit there and wait for it to grow. Mm -hmm. Um. It was just such a the good example. I'm really glad that they used the crop because you don't know what's going on. And and the thing about it too is that it's in right action. You have to take you don't just you don't just sit there patiently. You have to take correct action as you're waiting patiently. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to provide the water, you know, or and not block the sun. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. 
<laughs> so like for us, when we're going through hard things, all of a sudden it was like, yeah, provide the water. You got to be in the word. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you don't block the sun, Jesus. You let everything come in, like with the Holy Spirit or community or things like that. It's like you have to do the right things when you're in that patient time. Sometimes you have to weed the garden, too. Maybe you have to separate yourself from someone who is maybe not bringing out the best in you or not supporting um, your decision Mm -hmm. to be patient and wait for what God is bringing. Um, So I I think there there is some action involved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even in, um, it's in John where he talks about the vine mm-hmm. and the branches mm-hmm. and things like that. It's like um, how we need to be connected. I love those. I just went back to like third grade though and saw my bean. Your bean in that cup. <laughs> in that cup, I know. I know how competitive I would get. And I would want mine to grow faster. So I'd want to put just a little more water in than what the teacher said. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, Rosemary. <laughs> oh, Yeah. I am great at killing plants. As a matter of fact, when I have a garden, <clears throat> my theory on the garden was, if you lived, so good to see you again this year. <laughs> if you didn't, it was nice knowing you. <laughs> but clearly, you couldn't cut it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I have a, a um, plant on the top of my refrigerator that is a mix, mixture of, you know, easy to grow house plants that I got from a funeral uh-huh. and I've had it for years. And um, in order to not overwater it or underwater it, I have a plastic glass that I fill like, you know, pretty much more, almost all the way to the top. But when I water the plant, I fill the cup and the cup goes on the refrigerator too. So when the cup is near that bottom or empty, it's time to water again. Oh, Carrie, that's so smart. That's awesome. I've been doing it for 10 years or more. So that cup looks pretty nasty. <laughs> I will say that. But I don't care. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. the way to keep that plant alive. Otherwise, yeah. I'd overwater it. I'd forget about it. That's great thinking. Yeah. yeah. Plus, it has the same um, environment the cup does as the plant, yeah. right? Yeah. So sometimes... If it's um, like spring and it's more moist and and stuff in the house, doesn't need to be watered as often. But when the furnace is on, it's dry, it needs to be watered more often. So um, I don't know how they into this at all, but it's a good start. Go ahead, Suzanne. No, I think it's great because of the fact that there are times when your patience is going to pay off more quickly. And sometimes you're going to need to, you know, you, you look at that glass and you notice, oh, it needs to be watered once a week right now. And sometimes we, our patience drops down more quickly than it does other times where in the summer it's humid and it doesn't need to be watered as quickly. So I think it's just a reflection of that. If you pretended that glass was our, our patience, there are seasons where that patience drops really quickly and is very thin. And there are times where that patience is just going to hang out and you are going to be good to go. I mean, it's just, it's seasonal. Just it's like your environment. Life, right? it, it can is. be your environment that's really trying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So James was talking. Yeah. So James was talking to 
now you know how he's distinguished against like you rich people or different things in this particular one he's talking about you um his brothers mm-hmm. um and they were going Which, through some go ahead he is a little more patient with his brothers we have found right that right he's a, a little bit more gentle with his brothers mm-hmm. right right yeah yep and they were, one of the things, and, and just again to set the scene culturally, this is with the diaspora. So they're in different countries. They're in different cultures. And possibly if we were went to another country and we were like, oh, I'll just connect with the churches, right? And um, But what happened in these different countries is these are people who were Jewish. And then they were scattered among the nations, Right. And so then the Jewish people didn't want to bring them into the synagogues, into the temples, because they weren't Jewish anymore. They were not, they were Christian. And that, that created that friction and those problems. So even from a, um, a possible culture and lifestyle that they still lived, my guess is they still did have quite a few Jewish um, practices just because that's where they grew up. That's what they, um, what they knew but they weren't allowed to connect with that culture as much. So not only that was happening, then they were being um, persecuted Mm -hmm. or just being treated very poorly by the rich people that were taking and not allowing them to have, they were not only, and we kind of hit this a little bit, they weren't just not giving them their money. They were denying them the ability to make a living. So, I mean, we think of where we are right now. Um, I guess I was going, wow, aside from COVID, because that kind of did happen. I was like going, no one denies us our ability to have anything. And I'm like, oh, maybe oh, they wait. do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but that's kind of the position they were in. And so waiting patiently. And they're, and they're undergoing all of this um, treatment, you know, people mm-hmm. treating them this way. And it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair what was going on. No. So not only, like you have all of that, and I don't know if you've ever moved to somewhere that was way different than what you expected, way different than what you have known, there is waiting in that as well, because there are these were Jewish people that had moved, you know, Christian Jews that had moved to these other countries. And so, yes, there were probably some other Jews around, but like Rosemary said, you know, they just, they didn't really connect. So if you were to move like from one area of the United States to another area of the United States, you are still all U S citizens, but there are a lot of differences. Mm -hmm. And so there is required patience as you are trying to figure out all the ins and outs of even just how things work. Um, just basic things that you take for granted. And so there's some of that patience that has to be stirring in them too. Like, okay. So for an example, from California, originally, my husband and I got married, we moved across the country to North Carolina. And we pulled into Taco Bell because I was like, I want something familiar, right? So we literally pulled into the town that we were going to live in and drove through Taco Bell. And I wanted tea. And so I ordered an iced tea. 
And she said, okay. And I said, can I have some sugar packets with that? And she was like, no. And I said, okay, mind you, I had been married for less than two weeks and I had been in the car with my brand new husband for five straight days. Right. (laughs) And she said, no, you can't have any sugar. And I was like, yes, I can have sugar and I will have sugar. And she said, you don't want that. And I said, yes, I do. Like, give me the blankety blank sugar. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I didn't say that, of course, but um, she said, I mean, I'll give it to you, but you need to try this first. Oh, whatever. I did not know that the, that the tea was Mm pre-sweetened because in North Carolina, your iced tea is sweet. Yep. We drink sweet and tea in the South. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Where your spoon can stand up in the middle of the glass That's without true. ice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like that is the measure of some good tea, right? Mm-hmm. But I didn't know this. And she, bless her heart, was so patient with me. Mm-hmm. Um, she just said, "You, I will give you this, but you need to try it. So I just Aww. think that's one of those little learning curves, right? Mm-hmm. And I just think about these Jewish people who are like, but it's, it's Jewish custom and this is what it is. And they're like, no, that's not how we do it here. Yeah. You yeah. know, there are all those little learning curves that you still have to figure out and things that you just don't know that you don't know. Yeah. So that's interesting. Feel like, for them. Yeah. You can't really even connect with, it's like, you just want home. You just want something familiar and they couldn't even do that. No, but, but God, that's the piece. Right. It's like, he's familiar. He's consistent. He's there. Mm-hmm. That's right. I think that's why James says, you know, don't grumble against each other. Don't judge each other because they were going into an area where there were a lot of different customs and, and, um, I'm sure there was some that, well, we didn't do it like that back mm-hmm. home. You know, we didn't do it like that. Right. Um, and so that does create some disease, some uneasiness. Um, and, and it sets you up kind of to be complaining. Right. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't grumble against the lady who's not going to give you the sugar. The sugar. Right. Making sure <laughs> because she has your back. Yeah. You know, she really, she has your best in mind, but you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So take these people and thank them, which I did have to say, okay, you were right. I'm sorry. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, you know, but they, they've got your back. Like, it's yeah. really okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I, I just want to know why she didn't say to you, darling, our tea's already sweetened. I don't think he's going <laughs> to need more. <laughs> I really have no idea. Maybe because I was throwing attitude toward her, probably. I mean, let's just, I was not my best representation yeah. of Suzanne. That is just the reality of it at that point. Um, I don't know. Maybe you because know, maybe she just for didn't your lesson. understand. And maybe she didn't know that I didn't know. Well, it's right. probably more that. She was like, but yeah, you know, it's already, she's probably in her mind, she's thinking, of course, you know it's sweet, right? And she would just assume right. you did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so she didn't know that I didn't know, and I didn't know that she didn't know. Yeah. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. And when we look at it, we don't know what God knows. Right. We don't know the thing. The grumbling piece, what I noticed for me when I start grumbling, I'm glad you brought that up, Angie. I'm, I, it's like I'm powerless. 
and I want power and that's my way of getting power. But I know if I said it directly, nobody's going to hear me. Nobody's going to do anything. This won't change anything. And it just, it's, it's a powerless move Mm -hmm. to me. Same thing as sarcasm. I I have, I'm pretty sarcastic and I'm realizing that's usually when I think no one's going to hear what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I've been saying it around COVID like, Oh yeah, I'll get across to see my grandchildren. But before they're in college, I'm sure they're they're (laughs) two years old and stuff like that and stuff. But it's like, it's that feeling of powerlessness. I can't get over there to see them. And um, I don't like the way things are. And I have this inside frustration. And that's kind of what patients can be like. It's not just, um, oh, that'll be fine. That'll be lovely. Generally, when we're called to be patient, it's when we're frustrated Mm-hmm. And we right. don't understand what's going on, you know, sweet yeah. tea or otherwise <laughs> or something. Yeah. And we have to trust someone. Well, and and go ahead. They were believing, we talked about it earlier. Mm-hmm. They were believing that the Lord was coming like yes. tomorrow, mm-hmm. maybe right. next week, but, but he's coming soon and we're out of here. So, you know, um, and then it, if he's, then he doesn't come next week. Maybe he doesn't come next month and they're starting to get irritated. You know what? I thought we were out of here. What's going on? And I don't know. Um, Oh man. Can you even imagine if you felt like, you know, we've, we've seen Jesus and the end is coming and we are, we know what we can look forward to. And we know that this is super uncomfortable and man, he is coming soon. And then that soon doesn't happen. It's like getting ready to go on this big vacation that you're super excited about. And then maybe it just gets pushed out a week or another or a year. Or another, <laughs> I was going to yeah, say, and, yeah. yeah, you know, well, it's hard to keep those expectations um, in balance. You know, even today, the church, we, we should be expectant that Jesus is coming back. Um, even though we don't, we're not looking for a certain date or a certain time for him to return. We don't want to grow weary in waiting, you know, because then we would lose our enthusiasm for his return. So I think it is, it's, that's a fine line. How do I stay enthusiastic that, yes, he's coming back for me, but still make the most of this everyday life that I have right now? Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're still challenged with that a little bit, too. Yeah. I, and I and think just, if we, oh, go ahead, Suzanne. No, you go. I think if we focus too much on our waiting and what's in front of us, we lose that focus and we lose that courage and strength. Mm-hmm. It's where are we where are we putting our focus during this patient time? If it's on the situation, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to work. But if we continually have that outlooking, um, that urgency towards God, um, He even sustains us through that. Like we don't even have to do sustain ourselves during that patience. We just need to make sure our focus is on the right, in the right direction. So. I think part of that is, you know, I try and, and live my life like it's one life, not this life now on earth, and then I'm going to have another life someday in heaven. I try and keep a more eternal perspective, that the life I'm living now with Jesus is just going to continue on into eternity so that I don't draw that line. That helps me a lot. Um, with my expectations. So yes, I'm looking forward to that day when I'm really with him forever in eternity, but I'm really with him forever right now too. Mm -hmm. So um, 
I, I think that helps me keep my perspective um, and not grow weary because this is my life too. Not just that one out there, but this one. And so it's, it, I want it to be one life. I want it to be a cohesive walk with Jesus. What I have now is just going to grow into what I have with him in mm-hmm. eternity. And, and I, I think that was really good, Angie. Thanks. With, and, and I, I, um, I think one of the reasons we lose our patience is we, we just don't see that full. We look around and we go, God doesn't see this injustice. Wait, God, come on. What? Mm-hmm. What? You know, like, and, and we think that he doesn't see it. And it was really neat when you're talking. It's like, yeah, he sees that and he sees eternity. Mm-hmm. He sees mm-hmm. you right here, right now in this minute. And he's with you. Um, and he sees the grumbling, and he and he and he sees what's happening around you—the injustice. And we just have this belief that he—I think—that's where the grumbling might start. Belief that he doesn't see it, or that he won't do anything about it, and he should. Then things get out of order, and, and we're that making ourselves get, the judge, right? And yeah. then you want some long suffering happening? Oh yeah, <laughs> it makes it harder. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I will close this out today um, on those happy notes, right? Just don't, <laughs> right. just don't grumble. Don't grumble. Just don't, don't grumble, grumble and just be patient. He's uh, coming <laughs> for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> right. I know. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Okay. Well, Jesus, thank you for coming at some point, Lord, and just give us the... Um, just give us the the wherewithal to wait for you, Lord, and just to make what we can out of the life that you've given us here, Lord, that we would live for you and that we would live so that um, we're not in that constant state of grumbling and that we could be an example for those who um, don't know you yet and um, don't believe that you are who you say you are, God. Um, but that we would be able to live a life in this time of waiting um, that just is a reflection of you, God. Um, show us who we can be um, that light to, Lord, and um, maybe just put somebody in our path that would be able to see that in us, um, that would be able to see you in us, Lord. Um, and I just pray that just make it easy today. Um, amen. Ha <laughs> <laughs>